What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome on in, Eagles fans, to episode 34 of the No Huddle Show, our Philadelphia Eagles podcast right here on NJ.com. I'm Joe Giglio, joined as always by Elliot Stewart Parks and Mark Eckel. They cover the Eagles for NJ Advanced Media. We're doing this podcast on a Tuesday, 16 days before the 2016 NFL Draft. We'll get into the Eagles and what seems to be the pursuit of a franchise quarterback. That will be a big part of the show, but we're going to start here. And Elliot, we'll go to you. Uh, a couple months ago, you had a report about Fletcher Cox and how the Eagles were in negotiations kind of close at that point and, and we're still kind of waiting for where it's going we know they're still in negotiations now the story that everyone is talking about on monday howard eskin of uh, wip and, and fox um and fox 29 in philadelphia talked on the nfl network about fletcher cox reportedly turning down a major offer and that's kind of opened up a whole can of worms here uh for eagles fans about fletcher cox and the future so first of all what do we know and then two mostly what do we think about the Fletcher Cox contract negotiations as we kind of move through this. Yeah. Well, if you just started with the things we know, I mean, the two things I think we're safe to say is one, Fletcher Cox wants to resign with the Eagles and the Eagles want to resign Fletcher Cox. I mean, the Eagles have been clear about that. How he said it multiple times, he knows Fletcher Cox is an elite player and he's going to get elite money. Um, Fletcher Cox has said he wants to resign. And then also his agent, Todd France said, uh, said reiterated that after the Howard Eskin report that, you know, uh, Fletcher Cox does want to resign there. So outside of that, what do we know? Well, as I, as you said, a few months ago, I reported that the two sides were negotiating and I used the word close and obviously that proved not to be true. I mean, it depends how you define close, but I was told that there's certain con- aspects of the contract they have agreed to. Now, the key component of any contract in the NFL is the guaranteed money. And that's kind of what it comes down to with the Eskin report. So, you know, there was a report that um, Fletcher Cox was offered $60 million guaranteed by the Eagles. Um, his agent came out and denied that. In my personal opinion, I do think when Fletcher Cox signs, I do think he'll get over $50 million guaranteed. I mean, you look around the league at what elite defensive linemen are making these days. The Buffalo Bills got... Marcel Darius. Marcel Darius got, got $60 million, and he just so happens to have the same agent as Fletcher Cox. So I'd imagine that's where the $60 million number came from in terms of the negotiations that's probably a good starting point for the eagles and fletcher cox so you know that's kind of what we know they the two sides want to get the deal done i think at this point it's it's the money it's the guaranteed money now what is my opinion on that do i think fletcher cox is worth 60 million guaranteed no because i don't think any defensive lineman in the nfl is worth 60 million guaranteed i don't think that's a position the eagles should invest in heavily right now i think until they find a quarterback making another player giving him franchise type money is not a wise move, in my opinion. And this is not a knock on Fletcher Cox. Fletcher Cox is a very good player. He's, you know, I've dealt with him the past three years covering the team. He's exactly the kind of person that you would want to give big money like that to. 
Um, so it's not it's nothing to do with Fletcher Cox. It simply has to do with the position he plays. So that's kind of what we know. But then that's you know my opinion on whether or not they should do it. Mark, where do you stand on this? I mean, obviously it's going to take big money to re-sign him. He's a tremendous player. I know in the you know the past year or so, you've talked about maybe his numbers and stats maybe not matching totally the player is. Regardless, he's a very good player. The Eagles want to keep him. We're talking about major money here for a defensive, you know, a non-outside pass rusher. Yeah, well, no, I'm not, the money, it's not my money, but it's funny when that you brought up Marcel Darius. Uh, Marcel Darius's deal got done during the season last year, and I remember being in the locker room after practice when, when we were used to be able to go in the locker room after practice, and um, talking to Fletcher about, I, at that point, I didn't realize they had the same agent, and I went up to him and I said, hey, did you see what Marcel Darius got? And he had a big smile on his face, and he said, yeah, I know the whole deal. He said, we have the same agent. I said, oh, well, that's easy. Then just tell him. Just tell, t- tell your agent to make a copy of the of the of the Darius contract. White out Darius, write in Cox, write, white out Bills, write in Eagles, and get it done. And he laughed. He kind of laughed about it, and we kind of joked, you know, that he and he would he would take that as of then he would have taken the same deal. He would have he would take the same deal that Marcel Darius got. So there's there's that to be said. Um, the Eagles, I mean, they're. I give the Eagles credit, and, and so get this on tape because I don't say this too often. I give the Eagles <laughs> shut off his credit, and that they're even like they don't have like he's not a free agent. He's he's under contract for this season at just under eight million dollars, so they don't have to do anything, and they really don't have to do anything for two years because they could tag him next year, as Elliot pointed out in the in the in the slideshow that that he ran um, Tuesday morning. They could have him for two years at a little over twenty million. So they don't have to do a darn thing. They could just let him play play in twenty sixteen for eight million, play in twenty seventeen for the, under the franchise tag, and see what he does for two years, and you know, then and they kind of have a bargain. And so I think it's worth yeah. that they're even talking to him shows me that yeah, the Eagles are being okay here. And I mean, to me too, it's like. I'll throw this to you guys. What's the incentive of signing him now? I mean, two two years two years is an eternity in the NFL. Yes. I mean, two years from now, Fletcher Cox could be the best defensive player in the league, or he could be out of the NFL due to injury. Like both of those scenarios are possible. So if you're the Eagles, why would you give him a penny over twenty million guaranteed when you could have? I mean, yeah, okay, maybe he's unhappy. Fine, whatever, be unhappy, but. Why would you give him $60 million, three times the amount of guaranteed money, when you could have him for that amount? Of, you could have him for— Right, right I agree. But, but— They have him for—as like, I said, he's not a free agent. He's not—like, the Jets have a decision to make with Muhammad Wilkerson. Same position, same kind of player. You know, his contract's up, so they put the tag on him. And nobody wants—nobody, no team wants a player playing under the franchise tag for a couple reasons. One is, like you said— the unhappiness it causes. Two is the cat pit that it causes. Right. So that, you know, you, but an $8 million cat pit, this, this year the Eagles have all the leverage. I mean, an $8 million cat pit for your best player is pretty darn cat friendly. I mean, and even next year it would still be, I think, only Fletcher Cox, who I think we all agree is the best player on the Eagles. Do we all agree on that? Yes. Yeah. I mean, that's like being, you know, He's, only, yeah. he's taking less than a million dollars more than their backup quarterback. That's crazy. pretty amazing when you think about it. Yeah, it, and he's not only their best player, but he's the anchor of one side of the ball. I mean, he's the guy on that side. 
He's their best player. He's by feet. I don't even think it's close. I, I mean, if, I, I, I don't. I, the, a good argument is who's their second best player. I don't. I don't know who that is, but he's their best player. And this is, making only a, less than a million dollars more than a guy with one career touchdown pass as a backup quarterback. But th- this is and this is like my whole thing with it is. And let's say we think the Eagles are going to win what six games next year, six seven games, somewhere around that. They, about they, right. Maybe eight, yeah. Okay, well, all right. What what's their record without Fletcher Cox? Bad, real bad. Really, you think he has that big of a impact? Well, I think they're bad to begin with, but I think that's what I'm saying. So let's say you think they'll win six games next year with Fletcher Cox. Now let's say they trade Fletcher Cox, which we'll talk about a little bit, right? What's their record? Three and thirteen. So you think Fletcher Cox single-handedly is three wins? Well, not yeah, but it's more than single-handedly because he makes Vinny Curry better. He makes Brandon Graham better. He makes Benny Logan better. He makes the linebackers better. He makes that defense. Yeah. He's the only guy on that defense other teams are worried about. Yeah, I just – Nobody's game-planning Brandon Graham. Nobody's like, – Benny's a good player, but he's a pass rusher. You know how to handle him. But, yeah, I mean we, we can debate whether – whether they should sign him now or whatever, but if you said to me right now, would you give him sixty million guaranteed? I don't. I don't think I would. Where, where, where's that number coming from? The Marcellus Darius, the Marcellus Darius contract. Would you give him that contract? Sixty million guaranteed. I wouldn't give him to Marcellus Darius either. But okay, yes, so, it takes. I guess. Yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't give him Chase Daniel twenty-one million, but they gave, they did that. I wouldn't well, I mean, give just from a roster building standpoint, right? From a roster building standpoint, is, at some point, does the number have to you have to walk away just because of the position he plays? Or that's what or I'm can, saying. Yeah, right. Or can you work around well, it? I Zach Ertz. Mean, yeah, but Zach Ertz only got twenty million guaranteed. And he and and, and it's not and Fletcher Cox is three times as good as Zach Ertz. I'll, I'll say that. Right. I think there's a real. I mean, j- just using common sense and the Darius contract, like Fletcher Cox is going to get this money from someone. Just right. Because Right, right, that's the way the market is. But from the Eagles' perspective, uh, and to your question, Elliot, I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like, and let's go on the premise here and, and just go off of what we're talking about, which was this whole thing started with Howard Eskin on the NFL Network. He said $60 million guaranteed, Darius in the 50s, you're guessing in the 50s, whatever. If, if he's rejecting this, if he wants more, at some point, if I'm Howie Roseman, I have to say, well, I don't know how much I'm, I'm going to pay you then. Like, well, hold on. Let me, let me, let me say one thing before we get to the, the trade thing. Okay. So, all right. So, Marcellus Darius, right? Not on a playoff team. And Dominican Sue, I think he got $60 million guaranteed or right around there. I, I thought he got more. Yeah. Well, he, all right. So, he got at least $60 million guaranteed. Not on a playoff team. J.J. Watt, probably the best defensive player in the NFL and one of the only defensive linemen that can single-handedly just, like, alter an entire team. Has, has not won a playoff game. So, this is the point I'm making. Is I, I get like I get you have to sign players. Well, in wait, a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Before you go off on that, all right, go ahead. It's not uh, it's not JJ Watt's fault that Houston didn't win that playoff game. No, but this is the point I'm making. It's like having a really good closer on a team that that doesn't make the playoffs. It's like why 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 would the Eagles invest a ton like like yeah, give Zachary because he's million. your only good player. You don't let your only good player get away. But my but that but that's my point is like. Like, I as as you look at how the Eagles are going to build this, right? They're not going to be like, any. If he's twenty nine, I say I don't know. Or, you know, but he's only twenty five. All right, all right. But so, would you give him sixty million guaranteed? If that's what it takes. I guess I would. Yeah, I don't know. You would? I would try to get him for less, but I'm, I don't want to get. I I will be critical if the Eagles get rid of Fletcher Cox. I will be critical of the organization. I'll say that. I mean, it is interesting when you look up right now at the list of 
highest paid defensive tackles. And I guess the list I'm looking at considers J.J. Watt and ends. And we could probably put him in a different category because he well, really he plays is. him in three four, so it's right. Good. And he really is that good. I mean, we're t- he's a he's a great player. Uh, Sue, th- these are the top five highest paid per year defensive tackles: Sue, Darius, Gerald McCoy, Geno Atkins, Kyle Williams. Only one of them, Geno Atkins, it plays on a good team, a playoff team. Now, some of that could just be coincidence. Some of it could not be their fault. But I, I do think. Well, I think I would say. T- well, you, well, you didn't include Watt. I didn't include Watt, but I do think some of who's never won a playoff if, game. If you're paying defensive tackle that much. I mean that's not usually a, a you know position you pay a lot. It impacts what you could pay other players. I don't think it's, I don't think it's a position you have to invest in. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. Like, and the other common theme is if you look at those teams, no tight backup quarterback and tight end are where you want to invest. Yeah, but but that's irrelevant to this argument. Like, I get your point. I've got that already, right? Like, right. so what do you do? But I I wouldn't have given Chase Daniel what they gave him, right? I agree with you on that. He did. Right. Okay. But that. But would you give him Zach Ertz what they gave him? I'd have given Zach Ertz close to that. I mean, what's he done? What's Flet- Fletcher Cox has made one Pro Bowl. That's one more than Zach Ertz has. Okay, and, all right. So he gets three times as much guaranteed money. Better position, better. Play. I mean, Zach Ertz is a guy. Zach Ertz is a guy. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. But but I'm saying you're talking about considerably more money. You know what I mean? Like considerably more money, a way larger cap hit. I think Zach Ertz's cap hit. Well, all right, how much Lane Johnson get? Who's a very who's a good player, but how much did, did Lane Johnson get? He got, I think, thirty three guaranteed. So you're talking about twice as much as him. No, no, uh, dude, I'm yeah. not giving him sixty six million. Whatever, I mean, whatever. I'm roughly. not even. I don't. I think sixty is a made up number, to be honest with you. I think yeah, but, fifty might get it done. But but for I I don't think fifty gets. Well, we'll see. But and it, I and, mean, and, and there's more to it than the guarantee. It's it's how many years. But the 60 is not a made-up number because the 60 comes from a comparable contract, and that's right, how— so Sue, I, we have the numbers here. So Sue was 6 114 60 guaranteed, and Lane Johnson got 35.5. So it won't be double Lane. It won't, I'm sure it won't be $70 million, But, you know, that's, that's the number. But six with 60 guaranteed, that was Sue. It feels like, just from my perspective, just watching this play out, it feels like Fletcher Cox's agent wants at least, you know— he wants to be number two behind Sue, if not beat him. I don't know if he could beat him, but he wants to be close. Or at least match Marcel, Marcel Darius. Right. That's probably what he wants. Darius. Okay, so that's the $60 million. So that, that, so, that, so that's my point. Is, well, we don't, I'm, I'm saying we don't know that Cox turned that down. No, no. Oh, yeah, right. You're right. I agree with, not turned it right. down. I agree with you on that. We're, His agents yeah. on the record is saying there has been no offer of $60 million. Right. That's what, I, that's what I'm saying is made up. That the, right. the, the, the fact that they Eagles – Offered that is made up because the agent said he, they they did not, which means okay. which leads me to believe if they did he would take it. That's fair. It's all right. So I mean, so in the agent's head, but I'm just. But really, I don't. I don't even think I'd give Fletcher Cox fifty million guaranteed. And again, it has nothing to do with Fletcher Cox. It's just the debate of. It's more than just. The, I mean, guaranteed money is the most important part of a contract. I exactly. I agree. Right. But there's guarantees and there's. I mean. When is he getting it? How long? I mean, if it's if it's a ten year contract, well, it's not going to be a ten year. I eight mean, years, seven years? No, nah, it'll probably be six. Right? Isn't that? Can you even make contracts longer than six in the NFL? What's that? I don't think you can. I think there's a certain limit to how long you can make a contract in the NFL. Like, regardless, if it's six years, but I guess what I'm saying is, do you want Fletcher Cox having a cap hit of fifteen million a year for the next six years? Well, I think the only way I would be comfortable with that, you know, from an Eagles perspective, is if you have a quarterback making very little money. Like, 
like the Seahawks over the past few years or any of these teams like Andrew Luck with the Colts. I mean, they've kind of screwed it up. But, you know, when you have a quarterback that's good and young and cheap, I think it allows you to pay off positions or different positions a lot of money. Now, are the Eagles going to have that or are they going to have, you know, Bradford and Daniel making a lot of money? I think that changed the equation. Well, they already do. Right. And that's the thing. When you when you talk about those teams, the, the good defensive linemen, the top five defensive linemen, how they have won playoff games. I mean, it's because they don't have quarterbacks. I mean, Gerald McCoy with the Buccaneers, he just got one in Wenson. And the only – I'm sorry. Um, who was the other one you said? Uh, Geno Atkins, right? Was on right. They won a playoff game. Yeah. A good team. They, they, they go to the playoffs every year. Right, and they haven't won one. And so, that, and the, so really, this is my overall point is I would not invest money into a player other than a quarterback. Big money. Big, big, big money until you have that quarterback. That's kind of what I'm. Wait a minute, that's not Fletcher's. It's not Fletcher Cox's fault that the Eagles haven't been able to get a good quarterback. No, but all right, but that you're going to let him go because because they failed with 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 the likes of Kevin Cobb and Nick Foles and now Sam Bradford. You're going to let Fletcher Cox get away. I'm not going to let him walk away. I just, I mean, if he'll take, I'm just not going to give him the money Marcel Marcel Darius got. I don't think it's a wise investment. Who do you think's better? Out of who? Fletcher Cox and Marcel Darius? Yeah. Well, if you look at the numbers, Fletcher Cox – well, Darius has had a 10-sack season. Fletcher Cox has never done that. I'm saying, yeah, right. are they close? Yeah. Oh, I, well, and Fletcher Cox is younger too for what it's worth. A year, only a year, right? Yeah. But, yeah, no, I think they're close at least. Yeah. Okay, so they're close. So they're talent-wise, they're close. And Fletcher Cox might be better. I'm not then how, then, then how can you not pay him the same? Because I, don't, because I don't think it's worth investing that much money into a defensive lineman. Yeah. Right, like I'm not like uh, Eagles are not contractually obligated to pay Fletcher Cox what he's worth. Do you know what I mean? Like, well, so, yes, you are because somebody else is. Yeah, they let them do that. No, you're not obligated to do anything. You're not obligated to try to win, but you know. Yeah, well, then, then but that's what I'm saying. You could be the Cleveland Browns, and that's where they're heading. But, they're but but the Eagles are going to be Cle- are going to be the Cleveland Browns whether they re-sign Fletcher Cox or not. I just don't think Fletcher Cox has a big impact on this organization in a lot of ways I, I, that's where we disagree i think yeah, that, that's where we disagree i mean i don't think i don't think uh look at jj watt that's I mean, he's not we can all agree he's not as good as jj watt right no, he's not he's not no, he's not even in the same well no yeah right okay jj watt yeah because he's the best defensive player in the game today okay right and yet his team has have they ever won over eight games nine games yeah. I mean, they've been they've been to the playoffs like two or three times in the last four or five years but Early on, that was with Matt Schott, right? I'm not wrong. Oh, right, right. When, yeah, when uh, Kubiak was still there and in the head job. It's not J.J. Watt's fault that Houston can't find the quarterback. No, I agree with you on that. But my thing is, why would you pay – Teddy Bridgewater and they'd be in a lot better shape now. That's, I mean, it's like saying, like, why would you get super expensive tires for a car that doesn't run? Like, yeah, they look cool, but what's, what's the point? You're just throwing your money away. The, the Eagles organization is not going anywhere until they get a quarterback. So why would you give a you defense – You can have line? both. But the, no, but yeah, yeah, you but, can. Of course, you can have both. But is, does it hamper you to get the other no. one? No, it doesn't. No. It doesn't. It doesn't. I agree That's with not, you on that. Keeping Fletcher Cox isn't going to stop them from drafting a good quarterback. You're not. You're not going to get a good quarterback on, on the free agent market. That rarely, if ever, happens. Right. Well, they got Chase Daniel. Like I said, you're yeah, <laughs> rarely going to get a good quarterback on the free agent market. Right. Well, where's the walking away point then, or is there not one? Like, if you're the Eagles, there isn't one, but. Yeah, but I, I guess that's the question. I'm sure Howie Roseman is, is trying to go over in his head. Like, they want Fletcher Cox back. He's a really good player. He's the best player on their team. We've established all of that. It doesn't hamper them from drafting a good quarterback or however they find one. But then, like, 
where do you say enough is enough, Fletcher? Like we're not giving you X amount of money. I, I don't know where I, that I is. I do that now. I tell them, listen, here's our offer. You don't want it? Fine. And we'll get back to you next year. But but you're playing this year for $8 million, 7.9, whatever it is. So what would your number be? Mine? Yeah, what would yours be? What would yours be? <sighs> Would it be it, would it be Sue's number and no more no more than that? Oh, I can't go more. I can't make him the highest paid. No, I, I'll I, tell you this. I would use a Darius deal. I would I would come in somewhere around a Darius deal. I don't, I, I have to look at the entire Darius deal. I don't know what. To, to, not to interrupt, but here's here's the cap hits on our, on his deal according to Spotrack. Right, these are the cap hits. Ready on Darius. Right on Darius. On Darius. All right. Next year it's fourteen point five. Then it's sixteen. Then it's sixteen. Then it's seventeen. Then it's sixteen, and they realistically can't get out of the contract for three years. So I want to. Why would you want? To? Because he's a good player. You don't want to get out of good con- of good. Agreed, but 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 why do you want to pay a defensive lineman on a team that's not making the playoffs sixteen million dollars a year? Because what, what? he's a good player, and there's only so many good players, and you don't. I don't want to lose good players. I mean, it's not again. It's not Marcel Darius's fault that the Bills don't have a good quarterback. Agreed. All the teams you mentioned that have good defensive linemen don't have good quarterbacks. So, as, as you're just that's just I don't think I don't think that's a, a trend. I think it's a, a, a coincidence. I mean, if if Marcel Darius played for the Green Bay Packers, he he would be winning playoff games, wouldn't he? But here's the question: I I would be interested to, and I'll look this up maybe for the next podcast. I'd be interested to look up of the best teams in the league what the highest paid defensive lineman on their team makes. Like, like, is the debate is the debate is not Fletcher Cox. The debate is is defensive line a position you invest huge money into, and I think that's where we disagree as well. I don't think you benefit from having one defensive lineman on your team make an, a, a, like an unreal amount of money. Do you see what I'm saying? I know like, what you're saying. I, I just don't agree with you. I agree. Yeah. I, see, I don't put it on positions. I want, I want good players. I want good wherever they are. If they're if it's a linebacker, if it's a cornerback, I mean the Green Bay Packers invested a lot in Clay Matthews as a linebacker. He makes the most money on on their defense, right? That's what that's it's what, funny because because he's a good player. He was their best player on defense. Right. They invested in him. Fletcher Cox happens to be the. I'm just saying if they, I don't think you let a 25 year old guy at the top of his game. I damn. Let's get into the trade talk. If, you, if they okay. trade him and eight to get to one, that's just stupid. I agree with you on that. Unless, okay. unless they think, and we, I, I mean, I won't speak for you, but I think I know your opinion on this. I think we both agree that there's not a friend. There's not a clear cut franchise quarterback in this draft. Well, there I is no, there is no Jameis Winston. There is no there's Marcus no, Mariota. No, no I, yes, I agree. I, so, yeah. so if if if. We discussed this last year. If Marcus Mariota was at number one, I, if Marcus Mariota was at number one, I would trade him yes. Fletcher Cox and eight for one, right? Yes. I wouldn't do it now, even though we just said I wouldn't pay him. I wouldn't do it now because I think you have just as good of – unless you're sure you want a quarterback. I wouldn't trade him, trade up for Laramie Tunsil. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't trade Laramie Tunsil, no. You would not. I agree with that. So, I would so, trade Fletcher Cox and eight for one. I wouldn't do it. Not well, – let me ask you this. Would you do it if you thought there was a franchise quarterback there? Well, yeah. I okay. guess I'd ask you, I would have done it for Mariota. So if the Eagles think there's a franchise quarterback there, though, I wouldn't kill Like, If the Eagles trade up... Then I would, take, then I would question their, their thinking. Yeah, I would question their scouting, right. The logic I would understand, the scouting. 
If they trade Fletcher Cox an eight for one, I mean, that'd be crazy. I don't. Would, think- I think you just opened <laughs> up the can of worms that to me is fascinating. Like if. I don't. I don't think they should just trade Fletcher Cox either. I mean, that'd just be silly. I mean, they, they have, like we've been saying, they have him under contract. He can't go anywhere. He's got to play this two season. years, right? Two and he's years. their best player. So you don't want to get him. But to go with all the talk, because I mean, it's just it's amazing. And I knew you guys are following it and and part of it. I mean, every time I see a story from you know whoever it is, Peter King or anyone, you know, people that um, that write about the NFL as a whole, not just covering one team. Every time over the last month, it's like the Eagles like this guy. The Eagles want to move up in the draft to get a quarterback. And Mark, before we started this podcast, you had talked about well, what do they have to go up and and, and get it? And I think I'm, I'm sure they don't want to move Fletcher Cox, but if they are at a stalemate in the contract, I could see that idea just you know being broached whether someone broaches them with it or sure, they can top it. The other, t- if, if I'm the Tennessee Titans. And I'm talking, and I'm on the phone with, with with Howie Roseman, and we're discussing a trade from eight to one. I don't want to. I don't want those two lousy third round picks. He's going to try to offer me. I want. Fletch, I, I'm going to say, I'm going to grab Fletcher Cox, right? Right. I don't I mean, want last Rand. year when they talked, he was apparently you know kind of disgusted in that as well. That's what I'm saying. I, I would. That's who the other team's going to ask for. I mean, who else would? If, if you're another team and the Eagles and you're talking Eagles and you're and, and you're talking trade. Who do you want? I Chase, want Dan- Chase Daniel. <laughs> well, well, that's the other. That's the other only, thing. So. I think it's like I said. I don't. I don't even know who the second guy would would be. I mean, it might be Sam Bradford. I don't think. So. And I don't think highly of him. But I'm just saying, like the Titans. Why would you want Sam Bradford? No, no. Yeah, if you're, yeah, you're right. The Titans wouldn't. But I'm saying that's the other thing. So let me ask you both this. Let's say just outside of of the Eagles having the number eight pick. What do you think Fletcher Cox is worth? Like. Like if they traded him in training camp, right? Like, do you think he's worth top fifteen pick? I asked this last year. I asked this when when the Mariota stuff was going on. I asked a couple guys in the league, "Give me what would if the Eagles offered you Fletcher Cox? Like, what would you think it would be worth?" Right. He said, and they said a top, just outside the top ten, like a, like the eleventh, like you know maybe maybe the tenth pick. And this was this was for what just yes. yeah this was before he had his best year of his career, right? So he's, so he's probably worth it. He's worth a first round. He's worth a top first round, not the number one pick, but yeah, he's worth a top ten pick. So would you tra- like? Let's say this thing goes into training camp, and and I thought it was interesting because Todd France, who's um, Fletcher Cox's agent, he was on um, on the midday show on WIP, kind of responding to all these reports that have been out there. And he, the one thing he was asked at the end of that interview, uh, and this was uh, Tuesday right before we recorded this podcast, was. He basically was asked, you know, will Fletcher Cox definitely be in training camp as this whole thing progresses? And he did not say he's going to hold out. He didn't say anything like that. But he didn't say the word yes. Like, he didn't say he's definitely going to be in training camp. So if we get to July and August and this is is an issue still, you know, would you guys trade him for just a first-round pick without the knowledge of of what it would be? Like, right now we're talking – like, we know the Rams are at 15 or whatever. Like, we know the the Bears are at 11. But, like, when you get to training camp, you don't know who's who – as far as next year's draft, would you just trade him for a blanket one? We should also note really for quick that he's not at OTAs. So right, he, is he didn't skipping. show up. Those are voluntary, voluntary right, right. But he's always came to them before. So, hmm. I mean, it's just worth, worth noting. I mean, would I trade him for a first-round pick if I knew he wasn't going to take the, de- the what I'm willing to pay him? Then, yeah, because I don't think you're going to compete the next two years. So... Yeah, he'll he'll play really well on the defensive side of the ball when you go six and ten for the next two years. But I mean, I think you're better off getting that asset. So I would, yeah. 
if he doesn't, yeah, I would change my whole thought process. If he if he blows, I mean, voluntary stuff, they call it voluntary for, for a reason. But if he's not at the mandatory stuff and he misses actual training camp when he's under contract for at least this year and maybe next year, that would that would show me a lot. That would make that would change my opinion of Fletcher Cox, not just as a I mean, not as a player. He'd still be a very good player, but that would bother me. That would bother me a lot. That that he would, you know, pull something like that. That stuff like that bothers me. When a guy's under contract, you can negotiate and talk, but you do your job. You're under you're under contract to do your. He signed that contract whenever he did as a you know to play for the Eagles in 2016 at this amount of money. You you show up for work. I mean, no, you if you start blowing off things like that. Yeah, I I might have to get rid of you, and I don't want to get rid of you. I'm on the record. I don't want to get rid of Fletcher Cox by no means, but he can't start blowing off training camp when he's under contract for another year or two. No, no, you can't do that. that well, would, let me ask you. Let me ask you guys this: as we are two weeks away from the NFL draft, as I said a few minutes ago, all we've been hearing is the Eagles like Wentz. The Eagles like these quarterbacks. They're going to move up. I think Peter King had it as. Uh, they were the second most likely team when he polled executives around the NFL to move up for a quarterback. The Rams were one, which makes a lot of sense, and the Eagles were two behind them. So there's some thought out there that they really want to do this and move from eight to go to what they have to, where they have to go to get the quarterback. Uh, what would you guys rather do? Pay Fletcher Cox big money and trade away significant future draft picks to move from eight to one, or trade Fletcher Cox to move from eight to one? I'd rather trade Fletcher Cox. I'm not doing either. I'm not. I don't think. Right, but if you, if you had, but, to but if they're going to do it, if if we if we go up, approach the premise that when you guys are at the facility two Thursdays from now, they're going to one. How would you rather get there, Mark? Uh, what's my options? <laughs> Fletcher, Fletcher Cox and eight gets you to one, or you keep Fletcher Cox, you give him a ton of money, and you trade a boatload of draft picks and eight. To get what to are, one. what are the both like this year's picks or next year? What am next, I? What, yeah, whatever. I guess it's going to take next year's one, maybe a future two or whatever. I, I see. I just I'm, I, I have a hard time answering because I don't want to. I don't want to move up. I'd, I'd rather move back. Um, I'll trade the picks because the way they the way they the Eagles draft, you're only trading Marcus Smith and Danny Watkins anyway. So what's the difference? It's a fair point. <laughs> this is the guy that drafted Marcus Smith, right? He also drafted Fletcher Cox. It all comes full circle right there. But, I mean, I would rather trade Fletcher Cox just because I'd rather – I think the Eagles are in a rebuilding process. And He's 25. That's, some guys coming out this year are 24. All right, well, let me ask you this. How long do you think till you think the Eagles are legitimate? Well, I guess it's hard to say. But, I mean, I, like if, if the Eagles are two or three years away for, from competing, I'd rather – 27. Okay, but I'd rather, I'd rather have – you know, a bunch like, of so babies, you, a bunch of guys you don't know are going to be good or not, versus a guy that you know is already good. So you That's would Sixers theory? Let's just keep trading things and get picks. <laughs> and guess what? How about they, they, you win you, you, and you go ten and seventy or whatever? Whatever. But I get, but the argument would be if you're not seriously competing for a championship, it doesn't matter if you win ten games or thirty in the NBA, and it doesn't matter if you win six games or nine games in the NFL. Like if you're not a legitimate contender. No, but what does matter is keeping good players are hard right. to find. As Eagles have proven year after year. It's right. hard to find good players. When you get one, you keep him. You don't trade him for maybes. 
I don't. I just would feel better about the Eagles and a big contract for Fletcher Cox if I knew they had a young quarterback on the roster that was making dirt cheap money. Like well, I look at it right now. Deal. Then all right, let me ask you this: Would you rather have Fletcher Cox and Paxton Lynch, or no Fletcher Cox and Carson Wentz? I would rather. I mean, I like Paxton Lynch better. So. Mm-hmm. I like Wentz the most, but that, that, that I don't know. I don't feel strongly enough about Wentz and anti enough. You know, and I don't hate Lynch the other side as much to say. So I have to go with Lynch and Cox. And the argument I would make, too, from Joe's point is when the Eagles eventually do compete, it will be because they have a quarterback that's making cheap money because they'll get him through the draft. Do you right. know what I mean? Like, okay. like, so whenever that's going to be, I mean, it's not Sam Bradford. And if he does, you know, good for him. I'll admit I was wrong. But Sam Bradford's not – going to get this team to a Super Bowl level. So, you know, you're, once Eagles are good, they're going to have a quarterback for two or three years at a cheap salary because you, you draft good, you know. It might you find be your guys I think it could be it's Paxton Lynch. It, it, it might be Dak Prescott. Yeah, right? it could be. You never know. Could Kevin be. Hogan. It might be Cardell Jones. Probably will be Cardell. <laughs> could be Christian Hackenberg. But, um, I won't be him. I mean, I if I – if I were the Eagles in this whole scenario we've talked about, I, I would not trade Fletcher Cox to move up. I would just take Paxton Lynch at eight, and then I would try to trade Sam Bradford. But that's probably not going to happen. All right, well, all right. Well, how about this? Being you said that, let me, let me throw this one now. All right. If, if, if the Eagles are set that Carson Wentz is the best quarterback, and he's the, oh, he's the one you got to get this year. The Goff and Lynch and all the, all the other ones are just okay, but Wentz is going to be the next. Right. You know, Andrew Luck, Aaron Rodgers, whatever. Okay. Would you trade Fletcher Cox and eight to go up to one and get Wentz? And then maybe trade Sam Bradford to either the Jets or the Broncos? Yeah, you probably have to give him more than just Brad. I don't think can, could, could Brad, Bradford couldn't get you the first round pick, could he? I think he might for the Broncos. I mean, you're talking number 32 31. overall. 31. Yes, yeah, sorry, 31. All right, so, all right. So would you do that then? Would would you trade Cox and number eight to one? Now you take Wentz. Now you, as soon as you, as soon as you get Wentz, you're on the phone with the Broncos saying, "We'll give you Bradford for 31." I would because I think the Eagles are better off ultimately as an organization. Even if you're not sure Wentz is the guy, they're better off maybe seeing if he is, and then you get rid of Bradford, which doesn't really matter. So, I mean, like. Yeah, I think I would do that. If you, if you, I know you, you told, would do it. You hate Bradford. I know you. Yeah, I would do oh, it too. I, I, I don't hate do Bradford. Too. He's just not that good. But, well, I mean, so I would do that, yes. How right, about let's, this? How about go ahead, Mark. Go ahead, Joe. I'm sorry. What would you do? I would do it, yeah. I, I, if you, you would you do have, both those trades. Yeah, if you could kind of line the dominoes up there, I would, I would do both. Would you? No. Because I'm, I'm not crazy about Wentz, and I'm, and I'm – no, I don't think I would. All right, well, what, what about in that scenario you could get – any of the three quarterbacks, but you had to do it at one. Oh, the you one, only, yeah, one. Right, but you, so would you do it for Paxton Lynch? No, I don't like. I don't see. I don't like these quarter. I'm not crazy about these quarterbacks. I just, I'm just not. I don't. I got a feeling they're all going to. One of them. One of them is going to turn out to be good. I don't know which one. That's just. A, that's the way law averages. One of them is going to turn out to be good. I think the other two could be. I think you, you, we're looking at Christian Ponder and Jake Locker and th- those kind of guys, and that just sets you back further. Well, it would. Let's, let's wrap with this question. This has been on my mind a, a lot, and I want both of your perspectives because you're around this team. And, and, Mark, you've seen a lot of these kind of scenarios over the years. So 
how much does timing play into the pursuit of a quarterback? I keep, I keep wondering this. Like I, like I looked at the Eagles draft picks the other night, their first round picks over the years. I mean, we, we all three of us think they're not heading for a really good year in 2016, but there's also a, a chance, and we all acknowledge it, that they go eight and eight, right? And the Eagles don't pick in the top 10 very often. Like they don't usually bottom out. Maybe this is the time they will, but they don't usually. So you think that plays into Howie's mind here? Like, we might not get a chance again. And if we think one of these kids is a franchise quarterback, I don't even know if you're going to have a chance to go get Deshaun Watson or whoever the kids are going to be next year at the top of the draft. Do you think the fact that they're already at eight is playing into this? Elliot, how about you? Okay. Uh, yeah, maybe. I mean, they brought them all in, so they're clearly doing everything they can to find out about these top three guys. Uh. I think they should just take the best player. I mean, I don't think you reach – because, look, the best quarterback in this draft doesn't mean he's a franchise quarterback. It just means right. he's the best quarterback in this draft. Right. And Jay Manuel was the best quarterback of a draft a few years ago, and how would that turn out? Not well. <laughs> so, I mean, if, if I'm if, – I, I don't think the fact that they have just a chance to get one doesn't mean they should take him. I mean, they should – if they think he's legitimately the guy, then – then yeah, do it because you have a chance to take them. But don't just say, let me take a guy at eight because I'll, I won't be able to get a quarterback next year at, you know, 16 or whatever. So I, I, w- I wouldn't think it would factor in. Yeah, I agree. And I, it's funny that you brought it up, Joe, I, I mentioned that in a story I wrote Tuesday morning about the quarterbacks that the, that could be the Cowboys thinking at four. Mm-hmm. That, and the Cowboys eventually need Tony Romo's, you know, re- replacement. And they might be thinking – Hey, we don't pick four too often. That's so, a lot like he, I mean, Romo's better than Kerry Collins was, but that's a lot like when the Giants had Collins and they and they, I mean, they, that's when they traded up for Eli. But they felt the same way. Like we need a quarterback now. I also think it's funny that there's this uh, huge like train of like there's a bunch of fans out there that act like if the Eagles take a quarterback in the top ten, that somehow Bradford could still maybe be the franchise guy. Like, <laughs> like that's the they, end, guys. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, if they take a quarterback in the top ten, talk about Sam's club, man. Well, look, but I mean, if they if they take quarterback in the top ten and Bradford has a Pro Bowl season next year, I mean, maybe. But if they take, that's it. Like all these examples you just mentioned: Kerry Collins, Eli Manning, Tony Romo. If they take a guy for that'll be his replacement. You know, all these examples. So if they move up. I mean, this is not only putting your hitching your wagon completely to one guy; it's also getting rid of basically a guy that you just gave twenty two million guaranteed to. Which is just amazing irony as this offseason. That's why I don't think they're taking a quarterback. Yeah, I don't think they will either, but I hope they do because it'd be interesting. I think, I, again, I, I, and I could be wrong. I could be totally wrong, and, and, they, and they, could, they could move up and get one, or they could take one at eight, whatever. But I kind of think they're playing games a little bit here. I think they want everybody to think they're taking one. And then teams will, the Rams will move up and take Goff, and Lynch will go, and, and, and you know, and they'll. And Eagles be sitting there smiling at eight when they have their choice of Vernon Hargraves or Miles Jack or the Forest Buck. You know, some good, some really good player that they really want is going to be, be there at eight because the the three Stooges of quarterback went. <laughs> one will be good. It's just a low averages, but I don't know. I don't know which one. And I don't. Again, I'm. Like, I did my top ten players in the draft. I didn't. I didn't have a quarterback in there because I don't think any of them are that good. I just don't. And they're they're certainly not ready. That's the difference between. And I'm hearing these people say now. Oh, they could be as good as Winston and Marriott. Are you kidding me? Both of those guys came in and started day one and, and did okay on bad teams. I mean, but they did okay. 
I mean, James Winston played pretty darn good at the link last year. Yeah, he played very well. And then his uh, headset go out, and he was calling plays basically the line of scrimmage. Like he was. I mean, those guys are. I mean, I don't. None of these guys are ready to play day one next year. None of them. Not even. I mean, no. Which is why the Eagles wouldn't be. I mean, taking one, they they do have Bradford to play next year. But I mean, none of these guys. And the same with Dallas, they have Romo. But none of these guys are going to come in and start day one and, and be any good. That would be the worst thing for any of them to even try to start day one because it would only hurt their careers, I think, the way I've seen quarterbacks in the past get get killed as a rookie and never and never bounce back. Two weeks to go. We have two podcasts to do before we get to the uh, first round of the 2016 draft. All right. Uh, give me a couple percentages here. We'll wrap with this. Percentages. So we did it a couple weeks ago, I think, the percentage – uh, you guys think it will be a quarterback for the Eagles in the first round. Um, on a scale of 1 to 100, 100 being uh, go buy the jersey now for the next <laughs> Eagles quarterback, or 1 being there's just no way this is going to happen. Where you guys stand on that? We'll, we'll start with that one. Elliot? You said what, 1 to 100? 1 to 100, 100 being you know, go get your customized right, yeah, Lynch, yeah, yeah. Lynch jersey um, right now. Sell your Bradford jersey, basically. <laughs> yeah. Why do you have one? So, yeah, right. Somewhere between 15, 15, 20%, something like that. All right. So a chance, well. but not a very good one. No. Mark? Yeah, I'm, I'm, a little, I'm a little higher, but I'm, I, I would say in, in the 20 to 25. I, again, I, I know all the evidence is there, but I'm just not buying it. I, I think they're playing games. Same question, uh, same scale, but now the last question is Fletcher Cox, and this thing ends – well, and they get it done before training camp. 100 being, you know, Fletcher Cox is an eagle for the next foreseeable future. One being, you don't think that's going to go as smoothly as I just stated. Uh, I think there's like a 65% chance they get the deal done before training camp. Okay, so pretty good. Yeah, 65, 70, somewhere around there. Yep. Mark? And I'm, again, I'm a little bit higher. I would say 70, 75. All right, so on the scale. This is Howie Roseman. Right, yeah. that's true. He, Wait, and I, again, I joke because people know I, I'm some, sometimes I'm a little critical of Howie, but one thing he does is get contracts done. True. He's never not gotten a guy. I mean, that's one thing. In, in his tenure as general manager of the Eagles, he's, uh, you know, he's had questionable drafts, questionable personnel decisions, but I don't think they've ever lost a guy that they've wanted over a contract. So he gets contracts done. It's a good point. So we'll follow it a couple of weeks to go before the draft. We'll be back next week with another podcast. We'll kind of go over the offensive players in this draft and uh, our thoughts on, on where they're going to go uh, when we talk again, which will be a week out from the first round. Elliot, as always, thanks for doing this. Yep, talk to you guys soon. Thanks, Mark. Thank you, Joe. Take care. And thanks to all of you for listening to Episode 34 of The No Huddle Show. You can, of course, follow us on Twitter at The No Huddle Show, iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, however you want to listen. You can listen and take us with you as we get you ready and count down to the 2016 NFL Draft. Thanks for listening. 